Hi, I'm Brandy. And I'm Tori. And we want to welcome you to Fiction Therapy. In this podcast, real-life mental health professionals slash fantasy enthusiasts unpack, analyze, and fangirl about our favorite books. We dive deep into the characters, adventures, and romances that make them amazing reads. We hope that you have as much fun listening as we do talking about them, and maybe you'll even see things from a new perspective. Welcome back. It's been a while. It's been quite a while. Yeah. It's crazy. Lots been happening. Yeah, we have some life updates for sure. And also a little bit of a change of plans. Yeah. <laughs> on the book. So we had intended to keep recording at the pace that we had recorded the Akatar series. But, um, you know, sometimes life just happens. It does. Um, I found out I was pregnant. And had a baby. Um, Beautiful. You, you've had a crazy ride too. Right, yeah. Just work stuff and life stuff. And we obviously missed the podcast, but it had to go on the back burner. But it's back on the front ones. Yes, we're back with um, some exciting discussions and content. We, we do have a little bit of a change of plan. Um, yeah, <laughs> I was like, we just didn't super love the books as much as we loved Akatar, And so we felt like... Let's not do books that we aren't in love with. Yeah, and we had announced that we were going to do the Shadow and Bone books, but we realized that we were a little more excited about the TV show than the actual books. Right. So we may circle back and talk about like the show specifically when season two is announced. Yes. So we did sit down, and when we were discussing what we wanted to do next, um, the choice was pretty obvious for us. We both love the From Blood and Ash series. Yes. And so we decided to do the first book in that series. And I've read um, three or four? No, I've read three books in that series so far. And Mm -hmm. you've read how many? (laughs) 2.5. 2.5. So um, this is going to be kind of interesting. I'm going to try not to spoil anything. (laughs) But at the same time... You know how we do it here. We just talk about it as a whole. Right, so yes. we're not going to only talk about From Blood and Ash. You will get spoiled on From A Kingdom of Flesh and Fire and Crown, Crown of Gilded Bones. Yeah, if you haven't read those. But we have not read The War of Two Queens. So please do not comment with spoilers because <laughs> we'll be very, very upset because I have been anticipating that book for a while. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Okay, and so then our regular disclaimers, the first one being the podcast is designed for fans of the books, and so we're going to discuss them. It's not a review or a synopsis, so it will include spoilers. If you have not read these books, specifically the first three, uh, you're going to get spoiled. Yes, and um, just like in Akatar, we feel the need to tell you that there are some spicy scenes in this book. Um, this is considered new adult mm-hmm. or fantasy romance right. and so we will be talking about some topics that maybe little ears shouldn't be listening to so just be mindful as you're listening and enjoying of who's around you and some of the content that's being discussed right and because we love to talk about mental health the content warnings also include things like ptsd um physical trauma and then it Childhood trauma in general, I think, is a, is a good content warning. Absolutely. And we always like to discuss toxic relationships and um, things mm-hmm. like that. So just keep that in mind. 
Also, be aware that these are our thoughts and opinions. Um, we know that several of you have differing opinions, especially on Jennifer L. Armentrout's book, which we're going to call her JLA yes. to make it easy. So just know that this is um, just for us, and these are our thoughts, and you are welcome to your thoughts, and there's nothing wrong with that. Right. We, we're good with dissension. <laughs> we just want to <laughs> keep it kind. Um, okay, so I think what we you mentioned that you liked that we did the pronunciation thing yeah. in Akatar, so let's definitely do that for this book. Um, so, what do you think about Poppy's government name? Government name. <laughs> How do you say that? What is on Poppy's social security card? Um, <laughs> I, in my mind, have always said Penelope. Like, the F sound at the end. Yeah. I just always thought okay the h is pointless and i just said penelope like a because he's a <laughs> and so i was just in my head i always said penelope but i i've heard more people say what you just said. well see i've heard penelope okay. too i've heard it go both ways but um we can all agree on poppy yeah poppy's easy yeah but what about how would you pronounce hawk i'm just kidding <laughs> hawk. Hawk. That's it. <laughs> and then we have, what's, Victor? Victor, yeah. Okay. It's spelled funny, but I always just said Victor. Do you say Castile or Castiel? Castile. Okay, me too. Okay. Castile. Castile, and then, like, Kieran? Kieran, that's what I say. Okay. Who else? Ryland? Am I saying that right? What? The boy who gets... I think so. Unalived. <laughs> Delano? I always said Delano. Delano, ooh. Well, who knows? I don't know. I think the point of this is just to okay. See but what here's we say. here's the real question: How do you pronounce the is it the primal of life or the primal of death? The big, the big god out of all the gods and goddesses. Does it start with an N? Yes. Okay, I say Nyctos. Okay, I say Nyctos okay, too. Okay, great. But I've heard JLA say Nyctos, so I'm confused. Oh no! <laughs> it's always so sad when it's like different than what you've been saying forever. Yes. Mm. It's okay. It'll be all right. And all right. then Malik. Do you say Malik. Malik or Malik? I say Malik. Me too. I think, yeah. And then what's Kieran's sister's name? It starts with a T. I think That's it's not a until v. a later book. Oh, it's a V. It's v Vanetta. Is it Vanetta? I think it's Vanetta. Okay. That sounds familiar. That sounds yeah. like something I would say. So I think I say it like that. Okay. <laughs> okay, perfect. Okay, so I thought we would start by kind of identifying the world and what's like who's ruling and what's happening, and then the different groups. Yeah. So there's the ascended, which are like scary black-eyed people. They don't go out in the sunlight. They're ruling though. And and here's your first spoiler. If you if you have not read this book, this is the time to turn back mm -hmm. because here it comes. Um. So the Ascended are like vampires. Yeah. But like the old-fashioned, like, dead, no blood, mm -hmm. no heart. Which I think in the books they're identified as like vampire. Yeah, right? vampire. Yeah. Yeah. So they're... They're not just your average bloodsucker. They're the right. actual, like, Dracula vampire. Gotcha. And, but they kind of pose as like these high society mm -hmm. servants of the god? Question mark. Is that kind of how they 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 kind of identify themselves as blessed by blessed the, by gods, the gods and goddesses. Okay. And then we have the maiden, 
which is super confusing to me. Yeah, you don't even really figure out what the deal is with the maiden until maybe like the second mm-hmm. book. It's just like this chosen. But Poppy's mom, they, Poppy's mom, it was the maiden. No, no, Poppy's mom was just a girl that served in the queen's court that okay. was favored by the queen. But Poppy was the maiden because she survived the attack. Okay. By the craven. Right. Okay. And didn't they tell Poppy that there were maidens before her? Yes. And is that There's why? There's like one maiden? I, yeah, one. I don't think there was. Okay. That's the part that I was confused on. Because I know like at the beginning of the book, she she thinks that she was chosen and it's like been a thing forever. But like, I think, um, and if I'm wrong, please don't attack me. <laughs> um, I've still got the mom brain. But in the prequel about Nikdos and his woman, mm-hmm. his woman, Sarah, is the first maiden. Okay, that's what I'm thinking. And you kind of get a little background there. You haven't read that. I can see no. it in your eyes. Spoiler alert. Yep. Um, <laughs> I think it says it on the back of the book, though. I think, I think I've so, already been spoiled on that. That's why I thought what I thought. And that's who they, like, reference, but it has nothing to do with what they tell her. Okay. Because they tell her that the Dark One killed the First Maiden. Mm-hmm. And the Dark One's like, I don't even know who the First Maiden is. <laughs> okay. And so, like, the point for Penelope, Penelope or Poppy, the way she's raised is, like, you can't speak to anyone. You can't interact with anyone. You have to wear this mask. You have to wear all white. You're basically this, like, precious, protected person. Super, super special. Super special. And also, it, it's she's kind of told, like, romance is never going to be a thing. Mm-hmm. Like, nobody can even speak to you, much less be in a relationship with you. And she doesn't even have furniture in her room. Do you remember yeah. them talking about that? She's punished all the time because she she's bad. She acts bad when she right, talks being to a people. Human. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they, they take her furniture away to punish her. I remember there being a trunk. That's it. Yeah. Like, she has stuff in her trunk. And that's about it. Yeah, so that makes sense. If they only knew <laughs> like how all, bad she really was. Right, all the, the stuff she's getting into. So, Victor is her, like, head guard, right? Yeah, but also, like, her dad. Right, father figure. Because her parents were killed or injured? Killed. killed in the Craven attack. Do you know about what age she was in that I think memory? she was... Very, very young, maybe six or seven. Okay. Very tiny because they talk about the queen raised her up until a certain point and the queen would like rock her and comfort her. Okay. Um, so maybe less than six. So do you know more about the queen? Like, do you, or is the queen just the queen? Do you? Mm-mm. The queen's uh, just the queen. I can't okay. remember. The queen is just the queen. <laughs> Honestly, I don't care if I get spoiled because I usually read spoilers myself. I don't want to spoil it. It's, it's a big like it's a reveal. Big thing. Okay. Yeah, but I do. I don't even know if I knew that she was raised by the queen. I think it was the Duke and the Duchess. I think she went to the Duke and the Duchess when maybe she was early teen, maybe twelve or thirteen. Okay. Something like that. Gotcha. Now so she's, she's... Okay. Now 18, she's like 19, 18, 19, 20, something like somewhere that. Somewhere in there, 18 or 19. Gotcha. Okay, so Victor 
definitely is the father figure for her, though, because she didn't really grow up with one. And so he he taught her to fight. Yes. I love that. You know, that's very much uh, fantasy heroine. (laughs) But love that. And, okay, so she's trained. She can really defend herself. And the... One of the first scenes is she's rebelling and leaving her room and going to have some fun at the Red Pearl. Yes. Doesn't she like play cards? She does. She likes men. to play cards with the men and she dresses up like she's just a normal average girl going to a brothel. But Right. Yeah. And she borrows a cloak, which is important. She borrows a cloak from Britta. a servant. Britta. I think it yeah. was Britta. And, and she's she avoiding mistake, Victor. She gets mistaken for Britta. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, uh, I know we're still talking about other things, but I just want to throw out there, this is one of the only books I've ever read that, like, was full throttle from the very beginning. <laughs> I was like, oh, wow, we're Chapter one, straight to the plot. We doing straight it. Straight to the plot. Um, I also, my only critique with this book, now, I'll say this, because you know this about me, but they don't know this about me. This book is, like, right under Akatar for me. Mm-hmm. I love this series. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my favorite series in the world. But my biggest issue with this series is how long it took me to figure everything out. Like, just the yes. world. So mysterious. And, and like, the yeah. first daughters and the second daughters and the third sons. I, I felt like I had to keep a flow chart going. Right. It was, I think this is, like, the quintessential world building and you have to like have a whiteboard in your room while you're reading yeah it is difficult to keep up and I will say I I did reread this book back um a few months ago uh and it was a little easier but even reading it through the second time I caught myself having to look up the blood and ash wiki to like keep Mm -hmm. things straight for sure 100% agree with that and Oh gosh, I don't even know where I was going with that. But yeah, I agree. It was full throttle. I think G. I think JLA is a little bit unique, or one or maybe just the top, maybe just a top tier author because she had been writing fantasy for so long mm-hmm. before she even wrote these books. And so I feel like she just knew what was up. She knew how yeah. to just world build like a master and throw people in there, but also give you information along the way. It's, it's really good. It is great. Um, so if you are feeling a little confused by all the firsts and seconds and thirds, uh, you're not alone, and it will get better as the books go. Right. So, yeah, she goes to the Red Pearl, and... Yeah, Victor walks <laughs> in, and she's like, oh, shoot, I gotta get out of here so he doesn't see me and get mad at me. And this woman tells her which door to go to, mm-hmm. and you find out later who that woman is. Uh-huh. She's being very sneaky. It's, we'll talk about that later, but that was like the best reveal to me ever. Yeah. Um, and she knew right away who Poppy was. Yeah. Even though she's very disguised. She, although, she is in a nightgown and wearing a cloak and mask. So I thought that was funny how she was like, well, I can just go out and wear nothing but my nightgown well, under this cloak. to be fair, she didn't think anybody's hands were going to be under her cloak either. True. So. True. So she's supposed to be hiding in this room, but it's occupied. And then, okay, so I feel like Hawk is, like, I imagine him in slow motion with, like, the hair flip and the yes. dreamy music. <laughs> he is, like, the heartthrob of the town. All the ladies love Hawk, and they're like, oh, he's so handsome and mysterious. He's, like, the new guard. Yep. So she's she gets like, around. Yeah, she enters the room, and she's like, <gasps> it's him. 
It's literally like I'll be watching him. Like twenty twelve Justin Bieber vibes. Yes. You know, like yes. I can't believe who I just walked in on. Yeah. And he thinks Okay, let me pause. Have you read this scene in his point of view? Mm-mm. Oh my stars. I am so sad I haven't done that yet. So if you didn't know this, you can go to JLA's website and you can read the red pearl scene from Hawk's point of view for free. Like it's you just download it. Okay. And it's it's really sweet. It's really good and it answers a lot of questions and it's very you should definitely introduce that into your life. But um yeah, he's in there and he thinks she is Britta, which you find out by reading that scene that he knew all along. Right. All I think that's kind of revealed it. later too. Like when she says they talk about it. Yeah. And he's like, I knew you were the princess. Yeah. Know, or the maiden. Whatever. He calls her princess. He calls her princess. Yeah, that's why I'm thinking. <gasps> okay. So, okay, let's remember that this for Poppy is like experience number one. First ever touching someone. Or Kissing someone. having someone be attracted to her. Yeah. Someone like touching her. Being like, alone in a room with someone. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Wild. <laughs> the 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 places it goes, I'm like, whoo! Hawk is just throwing her into the deep end. Oh yeah, like, and she does not mind. Uh uh-uh. uh she's, she's into not, it. Mm-mm. She's really into it. That's you would think she would want to like dip her toe in and ease. No, she is. Mm-hmm. She's like, I've been watching you, man. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's cool that he like finds that, and that was kind of our first hint, I think, into like, this is vampires, is where it says that he like took her dagger with unbelievable speed, right? Like faster than she could even blink. Do you feel he like, had, like you disarmed her? Caught that because I I was really surprised. I just thought he was like a really great trained guard. I really <laughs> thought this book was going to be like Hawk the Guard and Poppy the Chosen mm. versus the vampires. No, I think I you assumed didn't. yeah, maybe that was just me being on the lookout because I thought that this was going to be paranormal romance. Well, I was delightfully surprised because mm-hmm. I love a vampire and I thought we were going to be like against the vampires and then no it was right turns out right there he is one but he's an OG vampire yes and he's alive I think that's important to know he's mm-hmm. not dead he's alive. right and that's the that's where I was thinking I wanted to be very clear when we're discussing instead of like how you find out I was super confused between the difference between the ascended and the Atlanteans mm-hmm. and so the ascended are really the vampires, right? They're just kind of this like sub group that was created by accident, mm-hmm. and they're the dead ones, um, and they're the ones that actually need to drink mortal blood. So they're like more of a threat. And the Atlanteans are very like harmless mm-hmm. to humans, really like living in peace. They even rule. They're very like kind, open kind of society, and they don't have to have near as much blood. And they can drink from each other. Yes. Yeah. And um, I think important. it's talked about maybe, and maybe the ascend, can the Ascended make their bite pleasurable as well? Or was I that just know. the Atlanteans? We know the Ascended were created because King. Um, he fell in love with Isbeth. He fell in love with Isbeth, who was a human, mm-hmm. and he wanted to make her immortal. And it twisted everything. He, like, drained all of her blood and then gave her his blood, Atlantean blood. Uh-huh. 
And that created the first vampire. Yeah. And so... And she was not able to control her bloodlust and... And that's what creates craven. Yes. If they bite a human and don't kill them. Yes. And that and the cravens are like zombies, basically. Yeah. yeah, at first I remember... Okay, so this book was recommended to me by Tori because I was on the Akadar hangover. I thought you recommended this book to me. No. Oh, you well, you're welcome. <laughs> And I remember I read it all in one setting, but it was that good to me. But when I first heard about the Craven, because, I mean, they talk about the Craven in, like, chapter one. And so I was like, oh, man, this is a zombie book. Like, I am not interested. I was like, boo, zombies. But this book has everything you could want and more. (laughs) Yeah. We got vampires. Werewolves. We got zombies. Zombies. We got the werewolves. There's dragons. Right. There's monarchies. There's monarchies. Yeah, like, like, you know, you got the king and queen vibe. There's, yeah, kingdoms there's traveling. There's probably more. Yeah. And, yes, this was the first book I ever read that meshed paranormal and mythology. Mm-hmm. With, like, gods and goddesses and things like that. I was and like, I like that. This is crazy. I, I, I love, like, the Greek gods and goddesses like mm-hmm. mythology and stuff and so this was like a fun different version of that mm-hmm. it's really neat um where were we yeah so craven yes vampires create craven and then craven create craven when they attack yes so poppy oh we were at the red pearl scene yeah <laughs> they have a whole moment together and then kieran comes to the door and he's like hey people are here and he's like wait here yeah, I'm leave. coming back. He was like, you, we just need to hit pause. This is not over. But then she leaves. <laughs> I know. And I think this was the moment I really, really, really liked her. Because she was like, yeah, I'll be here. And then he leaves and she's like, deuces. Right. She was I like, don't have time for this. You thought I was going to wait on you. I just respected that. Mm-hmm. And then she goes back to her life. And this is kind of when we get that idea of what her life is. It's pretty terrible. Right. Um, Just the... She's covered all the time. She has to wear a veil. She can't breathe in the veil. Mm-hmm. She, there's something about, oh, she can't read certain books. She can only read, like, history books. They don't want her eating too much. And I love how much they talk about, or JLA writes her as she loves to eat. Mm-hmm. I love reading about Poppy eating cheese. She's got a healthy appetite. Yes. We love it. And she's described as very, like, beautiful and curvy, and I think, I think that's a hero, or not a hero, what's the female? Heroine. A heroine that we need to read about is the curvy, healthy mm-hmm. heroine. That that means a lot to me. Yeah. So, she... This is where we kind of meet and fall in love with the love interest of Ryland just a little bit. Yeah, I really I remember being super sad when he died. <laughs> I thought that he... I thought it was going to be like a love triangle situation between Hawk and Ryland. Really? But, mm-hmm. You took it that far? Yeah, I was like, okay, Ryland is the dude. He is one of the dudes. And I really liked him. He was her personal guard. And long story short, at some point, they go on a little walkie walk in the gardens. And he gets shot by the dissenters, which are the followers of the Atlanteans, right? Which we don't really know. Yeah. I'm about to break your heart because my thought from the beginning was like, how do we get Ryland out of the way? <laughs> <laughs> to get Hawk in here. <laughs> oh, man. I was like, I like him. Well, I was like, they're not going to kill Victor. Right. Spoiler alert, they do. 
But in the beginning, I was like, oh, this is her father figure. They're not going to kill him. So right. I was like, okay, Rylan's kind of cute, but... Expendable. Expendable. Wouldn't you love to be written as the character in the book? That right. Like, oh, they're expendable. <laughs> You're the character that they write in specifically so they can kill you yeah. without breaking the reader's heart too much. Your purpose is to die. Mm-hmm. But anyway... I think that's the first really... BA moment we see for Poppy though in the garden. Yeah. And she like defends herself. And We're like, oh, she can fight. Oh, like, she, actually fight. Homegirl is skilled. Yeah. She she got it because he dies and she's able to escape because I think the purpose of that was to kind of capture her. Yes. But they don't capture her. And that wolven, well, you don't, you find out later he's a wolven. He's like, mm-hmm. I'm going to eat you or something. Mm-hmm. Something really dramatic like that. Well, and it doesn't start, it starts with a J. Jericho? Jericho. Is that it? Jeremiah? Jeremiah. Jer- I think it, It's Jericho. I really... Jer- Let's call it Jericho. Okay, it's fine. I'll so, look it up as we talk. <laughs> and I had mad respect that Poppy, like, they told her she could not go to Ryland's funeral because it wasn't appropriate for her as the maiden, and she was like, oh, bump this, I'm going. Right. I always appreciated that she did what she thought was right and took the consequences staring in the face. Which it's pretty unbelievable that she still has the resiliency and confidence to do that. Yeah. But the way she's raised. Because she should be beaten down. Absolutely. And she she's very resilient. I mm-hmm. love that. For sure. So it's at the funeral where Victor wants to go light the pyre, um, but he is worried to leave her alone. And then Hawk, here comes the slow-mo in the, the fan the hair. in the hair. He's like, I'll guard her. And, With my life. Right. And he says something really, uh, like, very important where he's like, I will keep her safe forever. Yeah. And it's pretty much that moment where I think Victor was like, okay, this is the dude. That's he's going to be the person. He looks guard. in the slow-mo hair. And he's just as affected. Right. <laughs> He's in love with Hawk just as much as Poppy is. Everyone's in love with Hawk. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and then I think maybe we could talk about when she gets called to the Duke's office. Yeah. That, ah. Uh, that's the moment where she's worried that Hawk is going to recognize her still from the Red Pearl. And so she's very quiet. Remember? Like, she doesn't yeah, want to speak. she won't talk. But then he, he says something mean about her face he says um oh man i can't remember he says it, she would be beautiful if not for that half or mm-hmm. something like that and hawk's like both halves are as beautiful as the whole Cries. <laughs> i love it oh my goodness romance yes that was the feels Ugh, i love love okay so hot take or not a hot take but a interesting question do you think he was truly 100% in it at that point? Or was he pretending? Was he playing a role? I think he was in it. I'm going to tell you why. Okay. Tell me why. Because it is mentioned at one point that he could have taken her from the garden and he didn't. Okay. It's mentioned that, or I can't remember if it was taking her from the garden or as soon as he became I think it was from the garden is he said he could have gone in and taken her but he did or maybe I'm wrong maybe that, that mm-hmm. was to create no because they try to take her mm-hmm. and he could have intervened and taken her right and he didn't. but he let them do their thing because she fought yep um 
So I think because he wanted to become her personal guard. I don't think he was faking it. I think I worry about that. Like I'm not worried, but I think about that, and I'm like, it was either here or it was like in New Haven. I know what it was. He could have taken her that night at the Red Pearl. That's what he said. Oh, is he knew who she was, and he could have taken her that night, and Duh. he didn't. So I I really feel like I mean I we all know. You know, she reads emotions, and she keeps reading this... Um, sadness, right? It's a sadness, but also a conflict oh, in him. Yeah. And you find out that conflict is... He knows he has to take her, but he he's starting but to fall in love with her. her. Yeah. So, I, I have to okay. believe it, Brandy. I yeah. have to believe that it was I'm real. for it. I'm a romance to my grave. So, like, yeah, I'm in it. He loves her already. So she goes, and she shoes him away when she gets called to Duke Tierman's office because she doesn't want him to know. So terrible. That's the second time when she goes and gets beaten. Right, and she gets beaten because she had tea with the ladies, and she, like, smirked at Hawk across the room and then, like, spoke to somebody. Yes, she just spoke to somebody, Mm -hmm. and that's, ugh. And this is where the content warning comes in, but it is just so heartbreaking to me what the duke and the most evil man was it nazir something like that i think it's nazir he gets like all of his limbs chopped off though and he deserved oh yeah it. i was i was pumping my fist and yelling when i was reading her murder scene of mm-hmm. him i was like yeah so but the what they do to her is just sick and twisted and i mean it comes down to essentially beating her but there's an extra element of like they strip her down and yeah. shame her. And it's I hate shameful. That. Yeah. So Nazir kind of holds her hands down so she can't cover herself. Oh my gosh. It's just terrible. I, so, I'm glad that both of them die in this book. Me too. She's just so resilient and she wears this scar so beautifully and mm. it's amazing. But when when Hawk finds out, he takes care of it. That's exactly what I was going to ask you is did you. I, okay. So. I didn't, we didn't know at this point, right, that Hawk, I don't, did you know that Hawk was Castile Denier? No. Okay, so when I was rereading, or I don't know if I was talking about it with someone, it's made clear in the book, like, during the party where we find out that the Duke has been murdered, he gets, like, impaled with that cane. Yeah. Yeah, so it makes sense to me now that, like, he was furious of what he was doing to Poppy, mm-hmm. and he was like, oh, you're gonna get it. So, you can trick me into anything. I'm, I'm not the smartest when it comes to these kind of books. I love a plot twist for this reason, because a lot of times I don't see it coming. Um, but I kind of thought during that scene, I was like, oh, the rebels are attacking, and Hawk's taking advantage of this chaos. To oh. I was like, he's not a rebel. He's just taking advantage of it. He's, he's just a, avenging Poppy. He's just avenging Poppy. And I was wrong. Um <laughs> And then when I found out later, oh, I think it's that part where she gets taken and she's like, where's Hawk? We got to find Hawk. And then Hawk walks out with a crossbow and kills somebody. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think everyone else up to this point probably guessed it. And I was like, what? <laughs> Not Hawk. Tori was like, I can't believe it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and, um, oh, and I was like. Am I supposed to, am I, I, do we just root for the villain? Mm-hmm. Like, 
I was okay yeah, with it. Because every I think everybody was confused about who was the villain in this story. Who is the villain? Yeah. And she did a great job writing that because I love a story where you can't figure out who the villain is. Mm-hmm. That's just fun to me. It's all very morally gray. Um, so it was, yeah. And then I was like, do we, do I just root for Poppy to go to the dark side? <laughs> we love it. I, at this, this point, I was like, we love a dark side. We're yeah. go, I'm in. I am strapped in the passenger seat. I don't yeah. care where we're going. I'm going with her. And I did, I did kind of wrestle through this book series. Now, remember everyone, this is one of my favorite series. So let me put this out there. But I did wrestle with like, is this Stockholm Syndrome? <laughs> Are we okay with Stockholm Syndrome? <laughs> And then it calls into the question the whole Beauty and the Beast thing. Like, right. how do we feel about this? But it's okay. Mm. We're going to totally skim over that little topic. I think it's important to note that he wasn't always her captor. No. He was and her guard first. He was. And you find out that he was always working towards her freedom. Mm-hmm. Like, there was always going to be someone holding her captive, but he was working towards a world where she wasn't captive, and I think that's really important to note. Mm-hmm. Okay, we had to take a little break, and we're back. Yes. Okay, we do need to talk about Willa Collins' diary or journal? Yes, the diary of Miss diary. Willa Collins. Oh, my goodness. So, did you take this as a literal diary, or did you take this as, like, this was the romance book of the time. From what I understand, is it's a diary. Okay. Because she has entries where she describes her sexual adventures. <laughs> right. Because she, Poppy talks about, Miss Willa Collins wrote about XYZ. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't know. I think it could probably go either way. But I mean, we find out that Miss Willa Collins is an actual character. Yeah. And... And where does she find the journal? Is it when she it's went? It's in the library, which I think is hilarious. Where she lives? Or is it at the place where she snuck out and was on that windowsill and it's, stuff? It's that place. I think the library maybe is in town because okay. she had to travel to it. Right. And, um, you know, the Duke had his own private room at the library, which is where she was okay. I see almost now. caught. Mm-hmm. Um, and Hawk was outside and caught her or inside and caught her? I can't remember that. He he followed her there and I think he was inside because she thinks she's she's out on the windowsill and she thinks she's about to be caught. Mm-hmm. And then it's him. But it's him. And he's like, um, got it. And then Hello he there. like takes the journal and he's like, oh, this is a very interesting book. But, but first, book. first he has to plug in the box fan for his hair. Oh, right. <laughs> first he shakes his hair and yeah. he's like, I'm here to keep you safe, Poppy. Yeah. I hilarious. did think that was very funny. There was a little scolding and then him getting the diary and seeing mm-hmm. why she had risked her neck to get there. <laughs> and um, he's like, oh, very interesting princess. Yes. Not maiden approved. Yeah. I do love throughout the pop plot that he is always like opening the diary and reading random parts of it. Because mm-hmm. he does that in the moment, right? Uh-huh. He's like, let me just read some. And she's like... <gasps> Don't do it. So I do think that's really funny. And it seems Mm -hmm. like at times in future books when everything's really stressful and she is, you know, really distraught and upset, he'll bring out this diary as like a moment of, um, to cut the tension and be funny. And I I really like that. Helps her to jump into embarrassment and out of panic. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that happened before the big, like, 
I guess we would call that a fight scene where they're having the right and that's when the dissenters come yeah. and attack. And you know, you have that family that um, they yeah. had had two children and their children had died mm-hmm. from the blood disease, which you find out was actually the vampires killing people. Um, and then they had this third child. I can't remember if it was the third or fourth child that they're the supposed third. to give mm-hmm. to the service of the gods, and they did not want to, understandably. And they were denied, and that's kind of they were kind of our key characters we knew about in the rebellion mm-hmm. that we had real compassion for. Right. And then this is the first time she gets to wear something not white. She, oh, yeah, at that party. She wears, like, a really fancy red dress, right? Yes. At that party, she wears, like, a sexy dress. Yeah, I'm trying to think what is what is a red dress and a red mask mm-hmm. and the red hair. Oh, yes. Oh, we didn't even mention that. She has red hair. She's a red hair heroine. And so it's at this party where she, I think she kind of notices Tawny, which we haven't even talked about her, but... Tawny kind of wants to go mingle, and she's sticking next to Poppy's side, and Poppy's like, you should go have fun, because Poppy isn't allowed to mingle. So yeah. she sends her away, and she's like, you know, I'm just going to go to my room. And that's when Hawk says, like, let's go to the garden instead. Oh, yeah. So they have their moment in the garden under the willow tree. Yeah, and I feel like I, sh- I should have caught that, you know, he could see in the dark, and she couldn't see in the dark. Oh, yeah, and- that was a hint. You know, there's so many signs looking back Mm -hmm. that he was a vampire. Did you imagine this, like, I just imagined a straight-up park bench. Like, it's a park bench. like Under under a a willow willow tree. tree. And so they, like, had to go through the willow tree things, but then they just were, like, sitting on a park bench together. Well, he was sitting on the park bench. He was sitting. She was sitting on something else. She was sitting on him. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, that was a sweet scene. Victor, like, comes and interrupts them, right? Well, they stop because Hawk is like, "Uh, we don't need to do this, or this is not how I want to do this, or I don't even remember, but they stop. And, yes, Victor sees them, and I think it talks about, like, they've got swollen lips and, (laughs) you know, evidence of kissing. Yeah. Victor's like, oh, no, not with my child. Yeah, because he had specifically told her earlier... You can look, but don't touch. Yeah. About Hawk. Yes. Right. He could see it coming, so. And, I mean, if you, was, I always like to put the lens up and look at a different point of view. From everyone else's point of view, she is this, like, sacred religious emblem above everyone else. And Hawk kind of has the audacity to overstep on that image. He's like, I do not care about that. Right. And... From the point of view that we know is correct, that was love and this, that, and the other. But from Victor's point of view, it's kind of like, ooh. Right, he's like tainting the maiden. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, I guess, tempting her to step outside of her role as the maiden. Yeah. Yeah. So on their way back, that's when all heck breaks loose, right? Like, that's when she murders... Nazir. Yeah. And she gets hurt and everybody's fighting and... He says something to her. You know, it's it's right after Victor gets killed. Mm. And I think he says something like, well, she was too close to him anyway or... Um, oh, 
it's something along those lines like they had at least we won't have to worry about that inappropriate relationship xyz i don't know nazir oh okay he says something disrespectful about victor oh and that's when she loses it right and it's after he's been killed which is way worse Mm -hmm. for sure and it's a very graphic scene i remember reading it and being like oh my goodness Uh uh-huh like, she is getting after it. And Hawk has to, like, restrain her to get mm-hmm. her under control. hmm And then he eventually gets her to her room. And doesn't she get hurt a little bit? And he gets her a little bit? I think so. They say some words. And then I think they give her medicine to make her sleep for, like, yes. several days. And she, her, she doesn't want to take the medicine. And... Right. Because she knows it's going to, like, knock her out. I thought that was strange when later you find out... That after she wakes up, they're wanting to get her out of the castle. And I was like, why would you keep her there for an extra week? It says she sleeps for like a week. Yeah. I was like, we need to get moving here, people. But yeah, they knock her out for a week before they decide to move her. And then when she wakes up, they're like, hey, we're sending you to the queen and uh, Hawk's going to go with you. Yes. And uh, we know how that goes. I do love the traveling, the Mm -hmm. traveling scenes. It's kind of a theme in all the books. Yeah. Right? They travel a lot. They do, and oh darn, she can't ride a horse, Mm. so she has to ride with him, and that's just kind of steamy. It is kind of steamy. What do you think Poppy was thinking about at this point? Like, put yourself, let's put ourselves in her shoes. She is, like, just lost her father figure. The man who's been abusing her for years is gone, both of those men. And now she's leaving everything she knows and what she thought her life would be like. And she's going to, like, see the queen who she probably barely remembers. I think I remember, I know you're asking my opinion, but I think I remember her considering running away at this point. Hmm. Like, saying if, if Hawk was willing to desert the army, she would be willing you know, to leave yeah. her role and just, they could just run away and start over. She does. And that's later. That's, I remember that's like after New Haven. Okay. Yeah. It was, it's before she figures out who he is, but after they've traveled a little bit, but yeah, okay. she's like, N- we're just gonna peace out. <laughs> like I would do that if he would. Yeah. I don't know that she really has a lot of time to consider if this is a good thing or a bad thing. Cause it's just, she wakes up and they basically put her on a horse and say, okay, you're going. Yeah. We know she's heartbroken about leaving Tawny, mm-hmm. you know, and conflicted about wanting to take Tawny, but knowing that the rebels are after her and it's not safe. So there's just, I think there's a lot of confusion there. Yeah, and I think, I, I think about her in an idea of, of an adult, but I think for her, she's never been able to make choices for herself. She's still almost in that, adolescent phase if you think about like our children now they start to make choices for themselves around teen years right like yeah. where do I want to get a job or like do I want to drive or who, whose friends do I want to be that kind of stuff but for Poppy she's in young adulthood and has never made a choice mm-hmm. ever um so I think I, I don't even I wonder does she even think for herself at this point does she think about oh I could do this or I could do that or is she just kind of shuffled along no matter what's going on Probably not, you know, because I remember the quote in the time where she was considering leaving and running away with Hawk. 
she says, um, it's something along the lines of, he was the first thing I ever chose for myself. Mm. And that's like, you know, that's a key part of the relationship throughout the books is, you know, she chose him and he chose to take a different path and not, he chose her essentially rather than turning her over and using her. And right. What others had laid out for mm-hmm. him. For sure. Just two rebels in love. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> Beautiful. Love it. And then there's also this like looming ascension, which we haven't super talked about, which I was very confused about, like what actually happens in these so-called ascensions. Right. I guess they're just turning humans into vampires. Is that yes. what it is? Okay. So are, is that their ultimate plan with the maiden, the so-called maiden? Well, you know, the maiden ascend her? is um, half Atlantean. Right. Do and they, they need, that? well, I believe the queen knows that. Okay. And they need Atlantean blood to make new vampires. Because you have to have Atlantean blood oh, to duh. create... Vampires. The vampires. Yes. And they've got, you know, they've got Hawk's brother. Mm-hmm. And they had Hawk for a long time. You know, he mm-hmm. was held captive too. There's a lot of PTSD there. And so you don't really know until Hawk explains it at the end of why they're planning to use her. And it's because she... Is half Atlantean. Yes. And he doesn't even know that until he bites her. Right. But at this point, she is still thinking, I'm going to the queen and I'm going to be ascended. Right. They're moving up her ascension, I think is what okay. they told her. Right. Which is super scary. Like, very mysterious, looming thing. Yep. But in the woods, she and Hawk have a little moment, which I think is her first, I mean, we know it's her first ever moment of, like, pleasure right yeah. and that's like and cool, he does like, it with all those people yeah, there they were like camping with a bunch of people and uh, if they were humans maybe they couldn't hear but now <laughs> we know that kieran's a wolven and he's like <laughs> poor kieran i i feel like i spent this whole book series going poor kieran <laughs> you're right oh man. um and Awkward. he's and he's thinking what is, is he, he doing? doing? <laughs> yeah, like bad choice, bro, is what he's thinking for sure. Uh, and he says, I mean, to Kieran's benefit, he says that. He speaks his mind the next day. Doesn't he say something kind of cryptic? He's like, remember your mission? Yeah, or something like something that. Like that. And it's like, remember Kieran what is, you're doing, dude. Kieran's the best character in this whole series. I like him a lot. Me too. He's just a good friend. He's logical. He's sarcastic. He's He's awesome. Um, Meanwhile, Poppy's over there thinking that what they did was, like, private. She's like, nobody knows. Uh, Yeah. Um, Hmm. I would be so mad. Like, I love Hawk, but I would be so mad at the end of all this. Mm -hmm. That's fine. Oh, I think she is. Yeah. And this is when we get to basically all the plot that leads up to her finding things out. It's like when they stop at New Haven, things are suspect. And there's, like, one dude who's from the castle, Philip mm-hmm. or something, and he's, like, really suspect um, or suspicious, and he's telling Poppy, and Poppy's like, no, I trust Hawk. Well, and that's... So they sleep together, Hawk and Poppy. Oh, yes. And then, like, in the night, Hawk gets up and leaves. And okay. he's like, I'll be right back. Mm-hmm. And that's when Philip comes and says... Something's wrong. We gotta go. I'm pretty sure Hawk's part of this. And she's oh. like, Oh, I'm pretty sure you're wrong. You know. Mm. 
Okay, yeah. And that's when, like, somebody gets killed in the barn. Philip. Philip gets, gets killed. And then somebody calls him Prince or the Dark One or something like that. Right? Yeah. And that's the tip-off. She's like... Because <gasps> at first she's like, oh, man, he's a rebel. This is the worst. But it's like... <laughs> He's Big Papa Rebel. He is the rebel. He is the rebel. And oh, Yikes. this is... Man, I remember reading this, and now it's all fine. And, the, and you know, the second time second time you read a book is even more fun. Because this time when I read it, I was like, Oh, yeah, he's the dark one. <laughs> dun, 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 yeah, yeah. But at the first time I read it, I was devastated. Because oh, it was conflicting. Like we mm. talked about, like, do I root for the villain? You know, what do I do? I'm, right. I'm in love with him now. He's the villain. Yeah, I think I remember texting you and being like, they're brothers. They're for sure brother. It's like Hawk and Castile are brothers. And you were like, I don't know. That's a good guess. And then I was like, I was still blindsided because I did not see that one coming. Hawk is Castile. <gasps> Which I feel like is a more common trope like these days where people, are, you know, like have secret identities or whatever. But I, I don't even know if it was popular back in, you know, 20 or 21 whenever I was reading this. But I... Well, I didn't see did it coming. not see it coming. It was, it was a shock to me, and I was really upset about it at first. And then you know they explain everything, and it's like, oh, they're the good guys. It's mm-hmm. it's very Akatar. <laughs> yeah, it's it's all okay now because they are the good guys, and so you don't have to feel conflicted. Yeah, but it, it was bad, and then you're like, I, I'm still rooting for them, them to be together, and then they have their little. Their little thing in the woods. Right, which I, I think we can kind of like skip forward with the stuff that happens between she finds out he's Castile and then up and basically like some something goes down and she stabs him in the heart with yeah. a dagger thinking that she's going to get away because she's just killed him. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden he just pops up and she's running and he's captured her like outside and he's like, mm-hmm. that was hilarious. You can't kill me by yeah. stabbing me in the heart. That was another shock. <laughs> like, I can remember. I feel these books so deeply in my soul. I'm like, she stabbed him. He's dead. Oh, gosh. And I was heartbroken, and I probably cried a little. And and then he just pops up. He's like, ha, that was cute. You tried to kill me. And then he bites her. Yes, and that's when, that's how he, like you said, that's how he finds out that she's half Atlantean because of her old-tasting blood. Uh, but then they just have a whole cute moment in the snow. How'd you feel about that? <laughs> I wouldn't call it cute. Um, I don't know. I I loved it. <laughs> okay, but, oh, of course I loved it too. But I was con- I am confused because I didn't do a reread. What is even said to change her mind from "I just stabbed you" to "Let's do it in the snow"? <laughs> okay, so he bites her. Uh huh. And the bite is very pleasurable. Mm-hmm. And this is where I got confused. Well, not confused, but this is one of those things, like, I think it's it's comical. Because he bites her, obviously, without her permission. He drinks her blood. And he said pleasurable, but still, there was no permission there. And then they get ready to drop and tumble, and he's like, I need your full consent. <laughs> and it's like... Maybe he remembers about consent. So, <laughs> he's like, wait, wait, hold up, hold up, I gotta get consent. Um, so I did think that was kind of funny. Um, probably not in a real life situation, but in a fantasy novel situation. I was like, he, he doesn't ask to drink her blood, but he's going to ask about having sex. Right. Which we love it. We love yeah, it. Yeah, I appreciate it. man. Great. Um, 
but she is very alight with her feelings from said bite, and I think that's what makes her want to. Okay. So she's just all of a sudden cool with it. But I do remember it turning into a really sweet moment because she's very inexperienced and he has a bit, like a lot of mm -hmm. compassion and kind of a loving nature when it comes to that. Mm -hmm. um, so it went from, I don't know, went from zero to a hundred back to zero real fast. Real fast. How would, how would you feel, Tori, if your first time was in the snow in the woods after you well, that was just her second time. stabbed him? Oh, <laughs> that was her second time. I forgot. They did do it in a bed, very traditionally. That was, I was just like, what? That time was so forgettable, you don't remember it. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, I'm not much of a snow person. <laughs> I mean, I feel like all I would be able to think of is like, this is really cold. Like, I'm freezing. Yeah. But she was she was warm from passion. Oh, true. So, okay. you know. She made it out all right. I do remember that one, when everything was said and done, her clothes were ripped to pieces, and they were trying to figure out how to cover that up, and I thought of that course, was kind of funny. Of course they were. This is a paranormal romance. Her clothes there were ripped. There has to be some clothing being ripped. Um, yep. Yeah, that was all very interesting to me, that scene. So uh, then they eventually talk about the fact that he thinks her blood, like something's yeah. amiss. And then there's like a whole war scene. Um, but I feel like we might need to pause here and then like go on to part two. But what do you think? Yeah, because it's been a minute. Um, this is like towards the end of the book. Yeah. I still have so much I feel like we need to talk yeah, about. Yeah, there's there's a war, and then there were traveling to a different place, and then a whole wedding. That's the second book. Oh. Whoops. <laughs> That's okay. This is um, the... Okay, yeah, we'll just keep going. So you do find out. But yeah, this is one of those times, like... I didn't stop at the end of this book. I kept right on... I, I was obsessed and had no, to so immediately good. read book two. And now that we've gotten through, he's not Hawk anymore, he's Cass, but I feel like he should have, like, pulled her aside and said, hey, buddy, um, remember when I drank your blood? Well, you're half Atlantean, so. Oh, he doesn't do that? No, he does it in front of everybody. He's oh, like, here's yeah. my council of Wolven and Atlanteans. This is Poppy. She's half Atlantean, and we're going to get married. That's right. That's how it ends. Uh-huh. But it was after he gave her the good pieces of cheese off the plate. So I feel like he made up for it just a little bit. He was preparing her for the big news. I did always love that he was picking out the best pieces of cheeses for her. He does that all throughout the series. But like, what does one think of when they think of the best this pieces is the best of cheese? Piece of cheese. What is that? <laughs> like the ones without mold. <laughs> like, do the other ones have mold? <laughs> or are they like the good ratio of like thickness? I don't know. I don't know. He's like, this is from my favorite cow, Bessie. Right, like maybe he's just giving her the Gouda and like leaving yeah. the pepper jack for himself. He's like, like y'all get Velveeta. <laughs> Poppy gets Gouda. Well, it, whatever that means, he is very caring. It's sweet. I do that. I thought it was pretty powerful. I think when they walk into the dining area, there are like the bad dudes that they all that they killed are like on the wall mm -hmm. like displayed and that's a little terrifying too yeah but she says something like oh it doesn't bother me they would have ripped me to pieces so mm -hmm. serves them right and i was like but <laughs> good one of them was mr tulis who was the father 
of the child they were petitioning to save, like the third son. Or, right. Um, and that's why he became a rebel was he was trying to protect his son, but mm. he turned against her and in turn got killed. And I do think that's one of those gray areas like, oh yeah, <sighs> sad that he died. Yeah. His motivations were so pure. Yes. His actions were terrible, but motivation was pure. Which is always one of those situations I feel kind of gummy about. I'm like, oh, I don't know how to feel about that. I don't know how to feel, yeah. Just mixed emotions. Good writers do that. Absolutely. Okay, well, that that sums up the first book, I suppose. Oh, so much good stuff so much. in that and first book. I, like, I think that's why I got so confused, because I literally ended the first book and then went to the Kindle store and mm-hmm. downloaded the second one right away. I was like, I... Have got to find out what happens. Because I'm pretty sure the one. last sentence is like, we got to get married. Yeah. You don't even hear Poppy's reaction or anything. Yeah. And then the next book literally picks up with that scene. Perfect. So that's, it, it gets kind of confusing. That's everything we want in a cliffhanger. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I love these books. Me too. So yeah, I can't believe we got all of the first one. That was impressive. <sighs> I think the Akatar book one was... Two or three episodes long. Yeah. <laughs> I think we were a little bit more gushy about that one, though. Yeah. Okay, well, Tori. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say I'm looking forward to doing the other ones. Me too. I think A Kingdom of Flesh and Fire is probably my favorite out of the three. I've, I've read most of the mm. third one. But it's it's way more chaotic. Yeah. And there's less world building, obviously. It's just like kind of like the second book in any series, in my opinion. I love it, too. Um... I really love the third one because of all the answers you get. Like, that's when you start tying in, like, Nyctos and the gods and, you know, the first maiden and who Poppy is. And I felt like I loved that one so much because of all the answers. Mm -hmm. So, oh, it's exciting. So much good stuff. I love the series. Okay. All right, Tori, what are you inviting in lately? Mm. I'm inviting in um, space. Because we're in a time right now where we have this new precious little baby and, um, you know, our schedules are just chaotic and they're not what they're, they used to be. So I'm trying to just create space in my daily life to take time to focus on myself and self-care and um, whether that means just a moment to read or a bath or a shower or, you know, just whatever the day calls for. I'm making that space for myself. And that takes a lot of, uh, I think, energy and practice, mm-hmm. boundary setting to do that. So yeah. it's really good work. So what are you inviting in? I think I'm inviting this phrase in. I'm a, one of those cheesy people that like picks a word or a phrase for the year at, in January. And my phrase this year is be, not do. So I'm trying to take more time to be, which I think is pretty similar to yours, but I'm a very task-oriented person, and I can get really caught up in my to-do lists and feeling very productive when I check things off or just get stuff done. So I'm trying to do more being, so like being still. I love that. Yeah, I absolutely love that. Okay. Okay, well, we'll see you next time when we discuss uh, Kingdom of Flesh and Fire. Yes. Check out our Instagram and join our Discord if you want to chat about books. Yeah. I'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.